Yo, what's good? I hope you're doing well, you and your loved ones. My name is Eric Shaori. Welcome to another episode of A Kenyan's Experience. On today's episode, I'm going to be solo. Unfortunately, it's one of those where myself and the guest being interviewed are on similar time zones, but it's a bit too awkward for the rest of the crew. So it's just going to be myself and the guest for today's episode, Mugwe Kirago, aka Moogs. Uh, we both go way back from high school in Nairobi back in the day. I was in primary, he was in secondary in the same school. And Mugwe and my brother go way back. They've been friends since high school. Myself and his younger brother also go way back. We're friends since high school. And you know, Moogs has a dope story. He moved to Canada. He studied in University of Waterloo in Ontario. And you know what, he's doing big things. And I was like, bro, I, I like your story. And you know, it's inspiring. And I believe that other people could be inspired. So I was like, please do us the honors and uh, come join us for an interview, bro. So today, that's what this is about. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. By the way, I gotta mention that we're adding this voice note feature for this season. Um, pretty much how it works is you as the audience, you can click on a link that will be in our show notes and you can record a voice note, you know, give us feedback. Let us know what you think about the episode. Let us know how we can improve. The best thing about this podcast is it's relatable. And, you know, it's only fun if we get that input, that feedback from you. So, hey, check it out. Check out that new voice note feature. Tell us what you think. Give us some feedback. We're here to improve and we're here to make things simpler and better for the next gen. That's how we give back. So, hope you enjoyed the episode. A Kenyan's Experience, season three, baby. Let's go. Yo, welcome to another episode of A Kenyan's Experience. You're here today with your boy, Eric, you know, coming live and direct from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Mountain Standard Time. And I'm on the phone with uh, the brother, Mugwe, coming from uh, the Six Toronto, Six God. Um, oh, hell. Um, yeah, Moogs, what's up, bro? Pleasure to be here. That's uh, Six God's a uh, big thing to live up to. It's a big thing, eh? What about Raptors, man? You guys ain't doing that well anymore, man. What happened? No, no, no. We do, we'll be hosting the playoffs for sure next season. So watch out for us. Yeah, sure. That's what everyone says, man, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> as long yeah, as we finish yeah. above Boston. Um... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. You guys got some big goals, eh? <laughs> yeah, we, are, we, have to, we have to beef with Boston. That's the most important yeah. thing. Fair, fair. Hey, man, still... Uh, Raptors merchandise is the best out there, so go get yourself a Raptors jersey. <laughs> yeah, what's up, man? How you I'm doing, good. bro? Yeah, I'm good, 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 good to see you. Yeah, uh, good fun. to be on here. Yeah, finally, man. Um, you know, we've chatted about this. We tried in season one, and uh, we've laughed about it. And uh, technical difficulties resulted in that episode having been scrapped. And uh, ever since then, I've been trying to get you back. So uh, this is it, bro. Thank you for joining me, for joining us, um, for taking the time off your busy schedule. You know, like I said, I value people's time, so I don't take it for granted. Thank you. Um, yeah, bro. Looks like a beautiful sunny day out there. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving weekend. We have mm-hmm. to give thanks to uh, to to all we have, and um, yeah, the second time is the charm, as they say. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, Thanksgiving actually. Yeah, what you, what you got planned, man? For Monday's a holiday, right? Yes, yeah, so over the day off tomorrow. So um, 
I think it will just be a slow weekend trying to recover from a few long weeks. But um, it's, it, it, it helps that it lines up with the long weekend in Kenya too. So get a chance oh, to yeah? catch up with some folks from back home. Yep, I think they have a oh, day off tomorrow. October 10th. Yeah. Is that Madaraka Day? No, I think it. I don't know if Jung-Hoo it's still Ray. Moid. I no, I don't know if it's still Moid because uh, um, Heroes Day is the twentieth, but the tenth when I was growing up it was Moid Day. Um, yeah. So that's the thing with Kenyans. We love holidays so much we forget why one holiday. <laughs> 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 like I don't care, man. What holiday? <laughs> I'll take it, man. Shere ni shere. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be whatever day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as long as it's not a Monday work day, mm-hmm, it's gonna mm-hmm. be any day. Oh, bless up, man. Yeah. <clears throat> well, for me, uh, I don't have anything planned except I'm just still on my days off, so you know, just gonna not gonna be having turkey. Uh, maybe some chicken drumsticks. You know what I'm saying? But uh... <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Get some ham in, and you're good. Yeah, bro. Nah, man, I don't eat pork, bro. Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro, bless up. Yeah, um, Moogs, man, last time we chatted, since the last time, you know, there's been a lot of changes. Uh, you know, there's less COVID out there for starters. Uh, yep. things have opened up, I'm assuming, down there in the six. Uh, yep, yep, yeah, it's definitely a lot more things that you can do, far less restrictions. Um, yeah. I guess. Panic's not over, but in terms of people still getting infected, but then at the same time, there's a lot more freedom to do essentially anything. Like we're back to normal. Yeah. And you know, you you told me something that still is just not just hilarious, but I'm like, damn, that's a smart move. The government of Alberta is advertising in the subway on the walls, plaster, graffiti. Here's your chance, move to Alberta. Yeah, live the Canadian dream. Yeah, the government of Alberta is um, playing on the concerns of um, people here in Ontario about um, expensive home costs and uh, lack of opportunities, and is urging young Ontarians to move to Alberta. And um, I definitely, you know, I can see why they're doing it because it's mm-hmm. uh, the 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 costs of. Uh, living in Ontario is quite exorbitant now, and um, I can see why the government of Alberta would like to take some bright young minds from Ontario and have them move to Alberta. It's smart. Yeah, it's smart, man. Facts, big facts. Um, <clears throat> like I was saying, man, I don't know if you've noticed anything, but I've noticed, like in my industry in mining, uh, in technical teams, like you know what I can relate to, like engineering, like <clears throat> in our company like we're losing engineers they're moving to other companies to other industries mining industries and then the competitors are losing their people to like companies like you know to their competition to ours and um vice versa um so there's a lot of uh, job transferring happening and when one person goes someone else either comes in or and or someone else rises up the ladder so there's lots of opportunity uh so i'm thinking in alberta there's definitely like a resurgence of jobs since mm-hmm. before COVID. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, like Alberta is a province where you have people from all, a lot of, Im- not immigrants, it's not, that's not the right word, but people from other provinces, there's a lot of mm-hmm. intra-provincial migration 
for work um, mm. especially so you have a lot of fo- if i can use the word foreign uh workers you know mm-hmm. not from alberta just commuting you know every day just to work mm-hmm. so it's it's that kind of place if anything just come and uh, earn your gold and uh retire in peace you know yeah earn your fortune and leave yeah yeah it's, it's interesting but, it's definitely a a tight labor market because i think even here um there's lots of places that are consistently hiring um so in my industry in where I was in like the energy sector um definitely you can tell that there are lots of positions and lots of openings but for you know more technically qualified people whether it's like on the um um uh on the buy side like on the the desk side or like the technical side so for sure there's opportunities um but i think still the cost of living hasn't really um relented as well so like the acceleration in opportunities is not really being matched by like i mean all of it is essentially getting spent up in um higher cost of living so it's it's interesting and housing definitely is the mm-hmm. number one thing that people care about here because at least it's a big like yeah. either if you if you have it or you don't like either you have a, um, a secure housing situation or you don't and yeah it's it, it's it's it definitely Damn, there's no in between <laughs> there's no in between <laughs> there's no in between you either you're either concerned about where you live or you <laughs> are not and um definitely yeah. that's that's something that the government of alberta has seen that these are um that's people are, are anxious about it yeah man alberta there's a lot of space man you know there's lots of farms man like <laughs> not just farms but empty land you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, crown land so as far as space goes um this is a place with space oh you can you can build a house and i'm only speaking like oh you can build a house you can i think everyone can own a farm Mm -hmm. like there's that much space yeah look at me man listen this is not a paid ad by the government of alberta by the way (laughs) by the way also alberta the best thing there's no provincial taxes man (laughs) that's that's the last uh endorsement i'm doing (laughs) but uh yo cool bro and you know you've (laughs) you've also since we last chatted you've changed jobs i've seen it on linkedin yeah yeah so uh, so now you work uh you work for the Fed, man. Not well. I work for the the, the Ministry of uh, Energy, the Provincial Ministry of Energy now. And oh, that's um, the Fed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you that's, sold I, out, bro. I, I, so I, I had to. I, I had to. You went from corporate. From yeah, so from 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 consulting life to public. Yes, exactly, exactly. Now I'm serving the hardworking people of Ontario. Yeah making sure their yeah. uh, taxpayers get their value for their dollars. <laughs> oh, man, you sold out quick. <laughs> you sold out quick, man. What? Uh, Before you, you were to... working for the stake, for the shareholders. <laughs> I was now. Making I'm... sure they maximize <laughs> their profits. Yes, and now I'm, I'm making sure the, 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 yeah. the taxpayers have um, uh, get value for, 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 for money. Um, but yeah, as the, like at the, it. at the, it's it's been an interesting transition for sure. I'm sure we will um 
we'll, we'll, we'll go into it and how how that transition has been but uh, i like it it's been mm. it's been good to see how decisions are made at a government level whereas before um you knew how the decisions were made or you you know you had a understanding of how it should happen but it's, i guess it's it's more the uh, theory versus the practical so in theory we knew how mm. the government should be making decisions but now i'm you know you're there in the front lines to see it in practice and it's been very um uh, it's been a lot of learning yeah oh man that's awesome man i like it i like it um <clears throat> you're working your up the ladder of uh, the ladder to rome you know what yeah. i mean that's what they call it the ladder to the capital Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Heading straight to the Senate, eh? <laughs> well, yeah. if if you see me there, well, um, you know, we if you see me there, at least you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right, man. Hey, and you know that's that's what this is about, man. We like to interview people who we feel have potential to share something with the world. And you know what? Everyone has that potential. But every time I speak with someone and hear their story, I mean, I just believe that ever more. Everyone's got, you know, a story worth sharing. And your story, man, is uh, one of the, um, well, being biased, I'll say more interesting, obviously, because you're my brother. (laughs) But I've (laughs) known you you for so long, man. I've known you since high school. Uh, So seeing your story manifest in front of me, is ever more exciting you know what i mean so yeah bro if like you know we can you know chat about like how you've gotten here man like you know to of this course. job that we're at today in this living situation toronto downtown mm-hmm. calgary well downtown <laughs> ontario um so you know take us back bro like um where did you go to like uh you know i, I like the story from the beginning in the beginning okay oh wow in no, the beginning no, no. let's go okay let's do it yeah so um yeah 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 so i i i we can start from high school where i went to um strathmore school in uh, uh in nairobi um loved that yeah. institution had uh, made some of my friends for life there and um definitely one of the foundational experiences of, 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 of my life. In fact, um, just to segue slightly, if you look at my uh, graduation photo, um, I'm, I'm wearing the, the, the Strathmore school tie. Um, but then after... Yeah, so <laughs> shout out to Mr. Gotaza. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> and so um, after I after after I finished my uh, after I did my uh, KCSE, as people might know, there is definitely a bit of time between um, once you're done with your final exams and um, when you are uh, anticipated to begin um, university. And at the time when I was done, I honestly was not quite sure what I what career I wanted to pursue um I had some ideas and I had some thoughts on things I was good at um but then I thought it would be a good time to explore some other of my interests and um I had heard good things about the Aga Khan Academy from um, I had some uh, elder cousins who had been there so decided to 
take a punt on IB. And in hindsight, quite glad I did because that was, again, um, a pretty important uh, formative experience going through the IB diploma program as well as just having the opportunity to um, do a lot more extracurricular activities since that's um, an important part of the IB diploma program. Um, also opening... Such, a, such as what, if uh, if I may ask? Yeah. What kind of extra, uh, so, you've mentioned that twice, things you're interested in, likewise. Yeah, so um, at Strathmore, I'd um, played some sports and been a part of the school um, magazine, which was known as uh, Scroll. And um, at, what you're a model, bro? No, at this, this, no, this, not the, the magazine in terms of the, the, the newspaper. So, like, you weren't on the cover page, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, that'd be one way to reduce our sale, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was, uh, I, I, we were, yeah. I was, I think that, I think, in, I think when we were in form three is when it became known as Strath Media. And so, the, mm. you know, I mm. think it was a transition from um, it being like a physical yearbook to a digital one. Um, digital. So that was, yeah, yeah so, th- so that was a, a, a really interesting um, thing I really wanted to do. And I, I, I love print and news media and just, you know, the, how the stories get told and how they get uh, delivered. So that... Uh, mm-hmm. Those are some of the interests that I had coming into uh, the IB uh, diploma program at Aga Khan. But then um, yeah. I had more, a bit more time to explore other interests, whether it was um, I'd, um, I've always had a passion for literature and writing and reading. And um, then mm. I had an opportunity to be part of like the school play um, to direct that, uh, to co-direct it rather. Um also had what was the name of the play um it was the concert in the park i believe um really taking 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 us back it was i think it was called the concert in the park Mm -hmm. because they um shout out miss noella she um was the musical director and she really had a vision and but also allowed me and my co-director diana to really run with um our script and run with like i think you know, putting in as much creativity into it as uh, as, as as we wanted. So, um, yeah, that mm-hmm. uh, having access to opportunities like like that, as well as you know, regular like sports, and um, also thinking about what um, I had I could do with my with my career. Um, I think mm-hmm. those were those those were the kinds of um, opportunities that. The, uh, that the doing IB let uh, let me because you know I, um, for 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 most folks who have an experience with eight four four they know that form four can be a very difficult um, experience trying to make sure that your grades mm-hmm. are in order and trying to make sure that you are studying leading up to the the final exam and um, all roads lead to your KCSE exam and. It you know it it can mm-hmm. be it can definitely be uh, uh, academically challenging and also like em- emotionally and um, uh, mentally draining period. So um, at 
doing the IB program allowed me to um, have less of a um, uh, uh, my eyes just on that last final exam. Then it allows you to think about yeah. uh, exploring your other interests without the looming pressure of uh, a major test that will determine the you know the the rest of your life essentially. So um, those are some of the interests yeah. I had a chance to to explore. You know, that's one thing um, <clears throat> I would like to point out, like, because I've known you um, since high school, man, since Strath, <clears throat> you know, so I was I was in Strath and Aga Khan with you, man, mm-hmm. you know, albeit a different class in different classes, but I was there when you're in Aga Khan, I was there in Strath. Um, <clears throat> one thing about you, man, that definitely stands out and did stand out to me as a you know, as a a youngin coming up behind you, you know, looking up to you guys, because, you know, you, my brother, your friends, you guys, I looked up to all of you, you guys were my brothers, you know what I mean? Um, And one quality that I chose to emulate is how you guys were were all-rounded. I don't know if that's a particular product of, you know, uh, product guarantee from Strathmore, (laughs) but I'm sure other schools are like that where and it's up to students to be proactive about being well-rounded you know just academically and and it's not just gifted it's i don't like that word but you know academically inclined because you know you put in the work you study your sports inclined as well you played rugby um i think you played basketball as well um right cricket soccer yes Oh, cricket, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Swimming, I mm-hmm. think you also played badminton. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a polo guy. <laughs> uh, I know you're also a figure skating guy. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> um, a... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you're uh, multi gifted, but <laughs> but you got what I mean. And then not only that, but also other things like music. Uh, I think you're in the choir as well, right? No, I not. I, I wish I was. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I wish okay. I was. But you know, yeah. Theater as well. Um, yes. So, like being all rounded. That's I think that's one quality that I definitely looked up to. Uh, I wanted to emulate. You know, seeing you guys. So yeah, bro. So okay, then you went. You know, you did your eight four four. By the way, where in Kenya are you from? That should have been the first question. But, you know, we're talking about a Kenyan's experience. Where, where in Kenya are you from? Man? That's a that's a that's a nice loaded question to 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 toss in there because uh, I I so I uh, from is is interesting because mm. I um uh we always I always lived um not always but for for most of the time when uh, we were in high school we lived um in the Luakabeta area um mm. my both both my parents are from central kenya um mm. and we were lucky that then we had lots of opportunities to go visit our um grandparents because it was pretty close by um but yeah we first lived in like when i was really really young i lived in we lived in uh, kikuyu and it's pretty unrecognizable now from the the house that we lived in versus you know what the how it looks like now 
Um, then we moved briefly to um, a house in Lavington because it was closer to where it was in primary school, which was Riara. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, sp- we spent a couple of years in, in Lavington, but then um, I think it was 2002 um, is when we moved to Lorcabete. And yeah, we've been there ever since. And mm-hmm. it's a, if seeing that 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 neighborhood evolve yeah. and and grow and change over time has also been very interesting yeah. um but yeah so that's 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 where we were from uh but cu- culturally i mean cool. we had kikuyu so there okay. was the, they were always um they, we were always fortunate to have a chance to be able to go visit our grandparents pretty often yeah those are words you rarely hear from a kid, man. Oh man, I had a chance to go to Shags. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I get to go to Shags like every day. <laughs> but going to, you, going you're to Shags different. You know, going to Shags for us. You was, already in Shags, is what you're saying. You're like, you're I, essentially, Shags, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was lucky that we we actually liked our cousins. So it wasn't oh, yeah. so much that you're going to you're going to Shags, obviously, mm. but then you're also going to uh, spend time with your cousins. Who, yeah, it it, it helped that we 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 all got along. So you're going to catch up yeah. with them, see what they've been up to. Um, mm-hmm. I I remember when we were younger, we would especially in the August uh, holidays and April, because like 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 the the the, the school calendar. I don't know if it's changed, but it had like you get um, the month off in April and then you get the month off in August, right? And yeah. I, I thinking about it now, like those are pretty random times of the year. So what my mm-hmm. folks would do is we would just get, um, you know, dumped in shags and told, you know, you're here for the next two weeks and you will like it. <laughs> so damn, uh, <clears throat> you know, that, <laughs> so you. You make you you make lemonade, I guess, <laughs> and there so we go. ended up spending a lot of time with our cousins um, and having a, you know lots of lifelong memories. And it, mm. obviously, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. Like there was always people getting along with people is hard, but um, yeah. you knew once the August holidays rolled around or April holidays rolled around, you just to at least ten days, you knew you yeah. were you were Your going to be in shocks. Your bags are ready. Yeah. You're going to shags. <laughs> so now the question Ladies was: you just, yeah, you just take your. <laughs> you find board that's, games. That's the secret to your. That's a secret to Mugwe's success. Literally, it's those <laughs> April and August holidays <laughs> where he had to go to shags. He had no choice, so he decided to make the most with his circumstances. He learned about uh, intrahuman relationships, like you said, with the cousins. You know, you uh, it, it sounded like some real character building. That's that's why you're who you are, right? Yeah, and we I was one of the <laughs> the the, the um, my brother and I had like some of the younger cousins. So character building is right when you're younger, you're sent around, you um, mm-hmm. to you know you you develop thick skin. Yeah, nice man, and and that thick skin. Who knew your parents knew you'd need it in life. Because, yeah. you know, now you finished IB and, you know, you decided to uh, traverse the seven seas to uh, seek uh, tertiary education uh, in a foreign land. Um, how did you come to that decision? Is it just 
and what was that process like more importantly for people other people one thing they want to know is what what that process is like um financially you know what what was that like um <clears throat> culturally what was that like uh document wise application wise what was that like you know what i mean um yeah and why yeah. and also why why did you decide to go abroad yeah so um at the end of ib2 um i still um it's funny because i'd come to ib to figure out or help me figure out what i wanted to do but then mm. i unlocked so many other interests that um i found that i was even more confused about what i wanted to do um mm. but i felt pretty confident that i wanted to study abroad um i thought it was important for me to move um away from home to um gain some independence and grow as a person and thankfully this is a view that um my parents were on board with that it was some that it was important to to move away um i knew that i wanted to study in uh either the uk um or canada um or rather put differently i didn't i knew i didn't want to study in the in the us um and so knowing that it was now a matter of trying to find programs that i felt were interesting and um another thing about me that i uh, re- what i really wanted to do um is i wanted to be in a multidisciplinary program so by multidisciplinary i didn't want to just be specializing on one thing whether it's you know um say like a spe- one special science or one um field so it was important to me that whatever i studied was multidisciplinary so that really helped narrow down the schools because many institutions are still quite like old school and like they have their um programs that are geared towards a certain thing and i mean it, it makes sense this this uh, if you want to be a scientist you should study the science that you care about um but um when you so when it came to looking for um for schools um yeah, we, we we there was a universities fair at um actually it was at the Aga Khan academy hosted the canadian schools so i which was interesting um the principal at the time i think was canadian i think so they they set it up um they set it up there and so i got a chance to then look at a few schools that is that a with conflict like of interest by the way <laughs> i i <laughs> I don't That's know. Does that sound right? It just—I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying, does it sound right? It's <laughs> a—it's a good question. That I, I, she definitely leveraged her connections to yeah. to 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 have the school be the where the 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 fair was hosted. But it it worked out yeah. to my advantage in hindsight. Yeah, exactly. because I think different schools set up their um their 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 booths in different rooms mm-hmm. and i remember going to the ubc one uh, which is the university of british columbia in vancouver um which looked amazing and then there was one um set up for some schools in ontario and that's where i met the lady from waterloo the university of waterloo and she gave me a couple of brochures i told her about what my ambitions were 
and that got me uh, uh, really thinking about what I wanted to do and the University of Waterloo had um, it was in this Venn diagram of it that it wasn't too expensive um, and it had a lot of multidisciplinary programs and there were opportunities to um, work while you studied what's known as cooperative education um, which we like, a lot of people here just shorten it to co-op so it was a co-op program um, so that Venn diagram of those three things was essentially the sweet spot of you know you have an opportunity to study different subject areas which is what i wanted um it wasn't as expensive an institution as um some others and um, to a number to a number like per semester i think i think i think yes i think um and these 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 numbers are obviously old now because this is uh 2011 but um i think if i recall the uh, tuition was about 8,000 uh, Canadian for a semester um, and um, as a international student coming in with a certain like um, de- um, uh, grades with certain grades there were scholarship opportunities so I think that in my first year um, I was I had access to I think 12,000 uh, dollars worth of uh, scholarships so I so the first semester was i think around nine eight thousand the second semester was about eight nine thousand and that it was it are you saying is this the the difference that you had to pay or this is that eight nine thousand was the total uh tuition cost so that's just what you had to pay outside the scholarship yeah that's 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 important i clarify that so the the tuition cost itself like the the number that the school wanted was eight thousand for tuition um, and then, mm. so those were, so those were two semesters. So let's put a total of say 17,000. I think it was 8,500. So I think it was about mm. 17,000 for tuition for the whole school year, for the two semesters. And then mm. the scholarships were 12,000. So um, we were then, so I think the net is about four, 5,000. Yeah, um, that, that we ha- still had to cover. Um, but that doesn't include uh, living costs as well. So accommodation, I should, I should, yeah, and accommodation. So those, those. Uh, so interestingly, I think in my in my first year, the most expensive thing was food and accommodation. Um, whereas, um, I think in future years, um, it 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 wasn't. So having that um, initial mm-hmm. twelve thousand was quite helpful. Um, I had a yeah. similar. I had a similar scholarship opportunity at ubc actually let me tell you twelve thousand for a first year scholarship is just crazy that's actually really good man many universities just give you like a thousand dollars just like a a kickback you know it's like cash back with your credit card it's like yeah you just something to make you feel like (laughs) like it it's it's good still anything is better than nothing but 12k that's really good no, it was. I I didn't take it for granted. It was. It was. It was substantial. And um, the way it worked was, in the first semester they gave you um, five thousand plus two thousand, so like seven thousand. Um, and then the second semester was when they would then release the next five. Um, but mm. you know, it it's 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 very meaningful. I won't. I I I. I it, and it was yeah. an important part mm. of the decision for sure. 
but so, you, yeah, are, you I think you had mentioned Waterloo, so. mm. yeah no I think you had mentioned the yeah. application process as well so the mm, yeah um so I, I once once I once I concluded that I the University of Waterloo is where I wanted to go I wasn't just putting all my eggs in that basket so I applied to um McGill if I may ask you sorry yeah. just before you you get there you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know you use certain words that I understand what you mean but yeah. I don't know if like you can define it for yourself when you say I knew I wanted to go to Canada or the UK or I didn't know I want to go to the US or now that I knew I wanted to study at University of Waterloo is that decision just based on rational facts point bullet form uh, bullet points or is there like is there something else is there something non tangible that's just that's really contributing to that to that decision? oh for sure i i wish i could sit yeah. here and say that oh like i had um like a like a pros and cons table and then i you know looked yeah. at the countries and did the pros and cons and it like no like honestly like the vibes were right <laughs> like the, the, yeah the vibes the, okay the, the vibes mm-hmm. the vibes for the I, I, and and by vibes i mean that like i definitely got a very good impression of canadians from um my interactions with them at the at the school fair and so mm. being that those those it's because it's all cumulative right like it's not that um it's not just because i met this one canadian person that made all the difference it's like small things had just been adding up like my experience with because i'd never been to canada before but um i had met mm-hmm. some canadians in nairobi um and this is an a, an interesting anecdote but my dad um had uh, i think he was a business acquaintance who he had been working with who was canadian and he had um mm-hmm. so he they yeah he had asked him to come by for dinner um and i must have been like 12 years old um i still was in mm. in, in primary school um or for one at best and um yeah i i couldn't even tell you his name but one of the nicest men i'd ever met and he you know was very polite very like conscientious about you know coming to spend some time with us um and that really like stuck with me and obviously like it was when i say like things are additive most of my experiences with uh canada at the time had been overwhelmingly positive and you know yeah. that just it's it's the it's the little things like that that made me sure that i was making the or, or not made me sure but it helped me get over the line that this is the right decision so you're right it's, sometimes yeah. it's <clears throat> sometimes it's the it's it's the vibes um it's how you feel mm-hmm. in the about the decision because at the end of the day like we you're we were you're like 18 years old um trying to navigate like a very momentous decision in your in your life mm-hmm. and um you don't really have many resources to to help you make that decision like you can only go with what you know <clears throat> or what the information that you have and that definitely yeah. was um the vibes was an important part of it for me. Yeah. <clears throat> I hear you. Yeah. And I just wanted to, to clarify that because, you know, people, I mean, people ask me, how, how did you know, or how did you know it was the right decision? Um, well, uh, how I know it was the right decision, for example, for me to study what I studied, to do what I did, 
is because I'm happy with where I am right now. <laughs> if I, I wouldn't want to change anything because right. changing anything would change everything about right now. So I'm happy with right now. That's how I know it was the right decision. But there's no there's no right and wrong is my point. A decision, like you just have to make decisions in life, man. And you know what? You don't, you shouldn't have to have all the data, the analysis to make a decision. Sometimes you just got to make a decision and trust that it's always the right decision, you know? And what we, is there something you, you would tell? Happens. Is there something you would tell 18 year old um, Eric? Like if you, um, if you had, if you had to tell 18 year old Eric, like, one thing to help him mm. be sure that this decision is the right one. What would you, yeah. how would you, um, sorry, I sprung that on you. No, no, no. Like, um, it's, it's a question that I've asked and I've never been, I can't recall being asked, but I've been, I've, I'm prepared with an answer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'd tell him? I tell him, just keep doing what you're doing. Stop stressing. Stop being anxious just trust that it'll work out if he's going to make the same decisions I made. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a couple of decisions here. I'd be like, Hey man, maybe you don't want to go there tonight. Maybe you can just stay at <laughs> home tonight. <laughs> that's, that's different. There's a few of those, <laughs> mm-hmm. but as far as like life planning or career planning, um, I'd say just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. Cause in the moment that was my biggest concern. I didn't know if it's the right thing. You, you don't know if it's the right decision, right? That's I think the biggest part of it. But um, if only you knew that there's no ro- ro- right or wrong decision and any decision you make would be a good decision because a decision leads to outcomes. You know what I mean? It's, it's the outcomes after the decision that are important as well. So yeah. no matter the decision, you can choose to go anywhere, go to China, go to Russia. Maybe you'll hate it, but then you, you know what? The person you become afterwards will be a better person than before the decision. So is what I no, think. I, um, I, no, I really, I, I, I really like that. So, and I think, I think one of the things that drove me, um, when I, when I arrived here was I wanted to make sure that I hadn't made an expensive mistake. Um, and so, you know, yeah. I'd, I, 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 I wish I could tell myself that I should not live with that fear of, of being wrong. Um, because, you know, you've invested yeah. a lot of like time, effort, money into this one decision. And so now you're, you know, um, you're super afraid that it's going to turn out to be an expensive mistake. And I living with that is, yeah. I can definitely make you even more anxious and can be uh, it's not really good for your for your for your for your state of mind so you, like you said like if if um if knowing that telling my younger self that it's the right thing to do would um would really have calmed me down and helped me just like you know keep keep mm-hmm. keep keep going hard yeah <clears throat> now one thing i should uh, make a disclaimer after all that you know, motivational speech of make a decision. It's there's no right or wrong. I know that sounded all fancy and stuff, but I do want to make a disclaimer. When you're deciding to go abroad, you better know why. You better know I'm going because of this. Because you're right, it is an expensive decision, not just financially, but time wise, energy wise, mm-hmm. um, personal relationship wise. It's expensive. It, there's a cost to it. 
Um, so no more important than, oh, I want to go abroad and I believe this is my calling. You got to know why. You have to have like a tangible reason why you're going. So for you, um, you know, you University of Waterloo, I know you knew the university you wanted to study, but did you, you, you know, you said you were still, after finishing IB, you were still at a point where you were not any closer to knowing definitively what you want to do than when you started, but you had more info and more backup or evidence. So did you know now when you're going to University of Waterloo what you want to study and, you know? Yeah, so I had a better sense. decide to study? Yeah, so I had a better sense of um, what I wanted to study. I knew I wanted to study economics. Um, I mm-hmm. had been, um, I had taken an economics class and, uh, and in IB, it was one of my standard level um, courses. And, you know, for, for background, when you do the IB program, you pick three higher level courses and three standard level courses to, to, to study. Um, and so economics was one of my standard ones. And that really had awakened an interest in um, economics in me that I didn't know I had. Uh, so I knew that was one thing I really wanted to study. But then I also really wanted to keep studying science um, because I, again, I, I, I had a passion for science. I loved the scientific method and just thinking about um, how science, um, uh, you know, especially like uh, in the courses that I had taken, like whether it was biology or um, physics. So the University of Waterloo had... Um, a program known as science and business and within that program umbrella you could choose to specialize in a couple of um, subjects and so i ended up specializing in uh, biotechnology and then um, also i had um, essentially a major in uh, economics so the program itself was called biotechnology and economics um, what I didn't know was that it was a that that's a pretty niche thing to study. I mean, thinking about it now, like of course it's a, a niche thing to study. But um, when I arrived, I, I realized that like not many people were going to be in this um, uh, course pathway, and so um, that was really like interesting because I, you know if. if you, you, you have a it was a smaller group but people who are also like intellectually curious about the things that you are as well so they are very curious about economics but they're also very curious about science and so you start to build your um your community there and the more i took classes associated with this program the more i felt convinced that i had made the right choice because i felt uh comfortable both in my science classes as well as my economic classes like I was um or let me put this differently I'm happy that I was doing both because I think sometimes you can study something and like really specialize in it uh, but maybe you miss learning about um another thing that you're interested in so I was super happy that like I was learning both because my interest was still there and I was just very invigorated to still be doing both so when i'd be in my economics classes i'd be like oh like that's i'm glad i'm here but then i'm also glad that after this there's like a chemistry class coming up because these are things i'm i'm also interested in i don't want to leave them behind Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's actually 
Man, you made me have a flashback on my chemistry days, man. I used to like chemistry as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, you you and and you just made me realize that uh, how one thing you mentioned, like you you got there, you see this niche thing, biotechnology, and was it economics and mm-hmm. and business? biotechnology so, and business so yeah science and business That's, was the program but then i was specifically yeah. in biotechnology and economics and economics yeah it's like yes it's what a weird mashup but the fact that you had you found this option i'm sure is also what intrigued you because usually like it's like the pathways in academic from you know primary to secondary to tertiary is like you got to keep narrowing and specializing in one stream science mm-hmm and science even is like it's hard to not hard but maybe there's less options to do biology and chemistry and physics all three in yep. one kind of discipline so it's like you gotta always specialize in life but um you know your approach is you are able to do two very weird streams of course the economics and the science part you know going for a business class and then going to the chem lab afterwards um <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting uh, so i see the appeal honestly um, no no doubt i had um i would um you know we you would be in an econ class in the morning talking about you know um international trade but then at the back of your mind you know that you need to prep for your biochemistry lab um because you know you have an experiment that night that you need to do some 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 pre-reading on um it was yeah. definitely a unique experience like myself and um the few of us who were in that uh, stream definitely had um um it was challenging to knit it all together but i still don't regret mm-hmm. it at all like it it's 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 not it's not something that i would say is a you normal pathway for people to do um but if you have mm-hmm. many interests and you are still quite intellectually curious and you don't mind the workload then um it, it it's it, in the end it's worth it i i think mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know um like we had chatted earlier i want us to have this interview in part one and two because mm-hmm. you know as we're approaching that hour mark i want to keep these like succinctly less than an hour Mm-hmm. but how the conversation has tailored we spent this first half just talking about the build-up to university or not even the build-up but the you know that negates like the 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 marvel of the whole journey but we've talked about the journey itself from you know up to university and as we wrap up the and then the second half we'll talk about now you know post-university and more like career industry conversations um, one thing that for me always speaks my interest and I always like to hear people testify, you know, their own experience. Co-op, you said that was one key uh, decision factor for you when choosing Waterloo. What, what was your co-op like? And, you know, criticize it. Pros and cons of co-op. You're speaking now to someone who's about to apply to university and maybe this co-op thing can make all the difference and they don't know about co-op. So if you can speak on co-op based on your own experience and maybe even those of the people you've heard about. Yeah. I mean, 
um i can't recommend cooperative education enough like i thought like that that's that that's another been a, an important pillar in in my career and shaping the person that i've become so you you're absolutely correct in the Venn diagram of reasons I ended up with with Waterloo, other than you know intellectually uh, curious cost, and also this third one being cooperative education. I'd argue co-op is um, the most impactful one um, that has that has been in my career. So, um, to in a nutshell, in terms of what it is, um, and I know you had guests on here previously who also went to the University of Waterloo who um, had a chance to to be in co-op programs. What it's like is you spend four months, once you, after your first year, uh, once you enter your second or senior years, um, you spend every other semester in school and work. So um, if, we, if we can to narrow that down a little in uh, my, when I was starting my second year, uh, that fall term, like uh, September to December, I was in school. And then from January to um, April of the following year, I was uh, working. And usually these are short internships where, you know, there's a broad range of what you can do. And then um, as a student, you have to apply to jobs as though, you know, like an like an adult would apply to uh to a, to a job you have your cv um you show you put the skills that you're good at and you essentially make the case for why you um should why this company should should hire you and my experience definitely was mixed um it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows like um especially my first couple of of uh co-op terms so this my first one is definitely what you know one can call a character building experience because um i had um Mm -hmm. i came when i when i because you know when i came back from to my second year because i'd spent the 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 summer months in kenya um at least the canadian summer months in kenya i came I, i spent some time in kenya trying to like getting very excited about the many opportunities that i would uh, have many potential internships, um, getting my CV ready. And when I arrived in my second year, um, not only was my course load um, quite difficult, so I, that, that semester I was taking a organic chemistry class as well as um, some more senior like economics classes. So my schoolwork was getting challenging and I, or at least I need, needed more of my attention. But then you also had to spend some time applying to jobs. Um, and so it was quite a humbling experience because I must have applied for, let's say, 150, maybe even 200 jobs. Um, I probably got two interviews, maybe three. Um, and then the job that I eventually wow. landed... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, that's I, a lot I of think, that's a lot of applications bro yeah i mean it, i was applying to anything and everything and i yeah i must yeah. have gotten three let's i i know more than three interviews and the one that i eventually yeah. got was for um a small farm in vancouver so it meant now not only did i have to like um not only was it like a, not the 
not it wasn't it wasn't the it wasn't the job I'd imagined, but then it was also like across the country, um, and so when I say it was a humbling experience, I, what made it even more humbling was um, my peers around me were um, getting like lots of interviews. You know, they were like, some of them were even like having to choose between jobs, right? And um, here I was mm-hmm. uh, unable to um, even get an interview. So it, it brought a lot of thoughts of self-doubt and uh, really damaged my, um, mm. it, it, well, you struggle with with how you, your, your self-perception, um, especially because if your self-worth is centered around like your own, like uh, like your accomplishments, then this was, this, this, this took a, a real hit. And um, yeah, so it, 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 it was a humbling experience, but I think once I, once I got my foot in the door and like I tried to work as hard as possible at that first job, um, the next one was with, um, the Ministry of Infrastructure here in uh, in Toronto, and having having had that first experience of how to be a good employee, how to like um, go above and beyond your 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 um, your job duties, or at least try and um, make a show that you are competent and um, eager worker and willing to help out. Um, it really also changed my mindset about the way I thought about. Um, what should uh, you know? What 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 a career looks like? Like, what do I want for myself? Like, do I want mm-hmm. to be sitting at us? Do I want to be doing a certain kind of work? Um, and it also really mm. uh, helped put my what I was studying in school into perspective. Because again, like I think mm-hmm. uh, people say that oh, like students are locked into the uh, into their university mindset and don't know about quote the real world. Um, and so what Co-op um, allows you to do is to go into this quote-unquote real world and see whether real the skills world. that you're learning at school are applicable, or if there are things that you want to go back to school to like figure out some more. Um, so all this is to say, co-op um, was one. I'd say it's a pretty foundational pillar of my of my of of the person I became because you're right. The, it 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 put me in very difficult situations, but then it also um, led me to learn about things that I would never have known um, existed. So um, the, 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 to, to, to wrap it up, the, the job that I ended up graduating into began as a co-op. So it, it, mm. it, I, I, what I knew, what co-op did for me was to um, give me an opportunity to know what I didn't want to do, but it also gave me an opportunity to really um, have a sense of, so you start thinking with a career mindset. I think when you're a student, you have, uh, you still have an academic, try get good grades mindset, trying to like, you know, um, trying to just push through the next exam, push through the next midterm. And you have, you, you, there's a bit of a short-termist mindset there because, you know, that those are the incentives of school. Like you, there's the next test, there's the next lab um, and the academic cycle is just continues. Whereas co-op allowed me to widen the lens and think, okay, what's, what's in a career? Like um, the way you succeed in school is not the way you succeed in the, in the workplace. So 
um, having those, even having those thoughts and having to think about some of those issues really changed um, my mindset. So I, uh, if this sounds like a, a, a paid ad for for, for cooperative <laughs> education, um, yeah. <laughs> it, then it, it, it likely it, is. It probably is. Because <laughs> it's that good, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that good. No, man. You know what? I It's genuine, man. I, hey, man, I, um, you know, thumbs up. Um, I, I, I don't know what the proper word is like in parliament to say, Mm -hmm. I second this. Um, I endorse this endorsement Mm -hmm. um, because I have a similar, similar, it's not, not a similar experience, but similar feedback about the program. I have similar feedback. You've said everything, character building, um, that mindset to actually start to remember the most important thing about being in university is what you're going to do after. It's not just the university itself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's that's one of the reasons also it's, I said, know what you're going to study. Don't just, okay, you don't have to know even what you're going to study, but just have something you're aiming at. You got to aim at something. Whether it changes down the road, that's okay. That's okay. It can change. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to, you know, grow. And, you know, you're changing things. That's okay. But always have something you're aiming at. And co-op is the best experiment you can do while in university. Like what you said, you get to know, because I did co-op, that's, you know, you get to know what you like and what you don't like. For me, that was important. I get bored easily. And I was, if I didn't know what kind of jobs were, I like the jobs I did on co-op, if I didn't know what this job was about and I like this or I don't like this, I wouldn't be where I am um, uh, today. And I like where I am today. I think I'm doing good. <laughs> and you know, my my it's because of that co-op experience that I was that much more interesting and uh captivating to the job market when you're applying afterwards. Like you said, your 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 mindset, first of all, they train you on resumes and interviews and cover letters and the applications. Listen, listen to that grind, man. A hundred plus applications and you only hear back from three companies, and out of those, maybe only one is like worth even considering like that's a grind but it's because of that experience that your later jobs uh, came i'd say simpler or easier than that one no doubt no doubt like i mean like i said three interviews i only i mean two didn't even bother to like call me back or to like give me an offer i mean like they didn't like i got no feedback from them so the, the only one that offered me the job was the one that i mean was that one that i ended up taking um but I think you, I, I, I love what you said about like it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a, it's a best experiment you can, you can make because it's, it's such a, uh, a low cost um, thing to do that has such a high return in the sense that it's four months of your time and your life that you get a chance to really like explore this, um, this work environment and it can really change the trajectory of your, the way you think about um, your career. So it's, it, it's, and mm-hmm. from the employer's perspective as well, like for them, they're getting, you know, lower cost um, labor, obviously, but then mm-hmm. for them also, it's a chance to showcase um, um, what they're working on and get fresh ideas from students who are like in the classroom and learning 
from professors. So everyone wins, in my opinion, and um, mm-hmm. I, I can't I, I can't recommend it enough. You you've, you've you've summarized it very well. Yeah, <clears throat> likewise, you've uh, you've endorsed it very well, man. You have, I'm sure, uh, someone from the University of Ottawa will be sending you a thank you uh, gift card. <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> like to listen if, to this episode. <laughs> yeah, if, the, if Waterloo recruiters are are, 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 are tuning in, yeah. then um, I, I I'm ready to receive Kenyan's experience. The, yeah, uh, um, yeah. The, the, I'll set up. I'll, I'll put my Mpesa number in the in the show notes. <laughs> No, just uh, send a gift card to a Ken's experience uh, uh, in Westlands, Nairobi, PO Box six four three seven two zero zero one hundred. But yeah, bro, like um, you know, I think that's a perfect segue to the next part of the conversation. I wanted us to wrap it up on that. You mm-hmm. really, uh, you know, we've talked about that's the best way. I think we could end that first chapter is co-op because of co-op. You got that job out of. After graduating, and now we'll talk some more about that um, on the next episode. Uh, so, thank you so much for Paul, War, my brother. No, this was a, a real pleasure, and um, thank you for having me. This was awesome. Bless up, bless up. Yeah. Thank you for tuning into another episode of A Kenyan's Experience. If you found this episode inspiring or even helpful, then please do us a solid and share it with close friends or family or even just share it to the world we appreciate you hit us up check out that new feature the voice notes let us know what you think about this episode we'd love to hear back from you 